2: I chewing it. No. Why do you like? I I gum? like to have something to chew on. My ADHD, I can't go without doing something, so chewing gum is really nice oh. for me. Like, especially in school, if I was like, taking a test, I had to have gum in my mouth. Because it's not, like, You have I, gum in school? Yeah. It's 2022, Katie. No, they don't in Heartland. You are. We not got
0: detentions no for having gum. gum.
2: Really?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're like, no. spit that out.
1: No,
2: Columbia, they don't really care what you do.
1: My only detention I got was. From Columbiana High School. Mrs. Boston was my choir teacher.
2: Uh-huh. And I walked in the room
1: and I still had gum in my mouth. <laughs> and she gave me a detention. Oh my God. But then I went and talked to the, the guy and he's like, You don't have to serve it. I was like, Thank you. Oh, I love your
0: nails.
2: Thanks. It's way out of my comfort zone.
0: <gasps> Why? Because they're orange? Because they're bright. Oh, I like. Because you're going to Florida?
2: No, I'm going to the lake.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you have that fancy nails for graduation?
2: I had purple ones for graduation. Point is light. Like mm. with Rob and Lisa? Yeah. Going tomorrow with them for Memorial Day weekend. Oh my gosh. Have- that's
1: so
0: fun. What are you guys doing?
2: I don't
1: know. It's not on my radar. Oh. <laughs> I probably would think I'm going to work and then be like,
2: oh.
0: Does it feel real? Yeah. Post-graduation, like it feels oh, yeah. real?
2: Like I told her, I've been waiting for this since freshman year. Okay. So when it hit, I was like, really all the other people in my class that said they were ready like started crying. I was like,
0: our class sang. <laughs> I will remember you.
2: I was like, no, you <laughs> won't. Will you remember like, me? are like, peace
0: out. And then it's like, no, no, I won't remember <laughs> you. I'm like,
2: no, I won't because <laughs> I didn't talk to any of you guys.
1: <laughs> been crying. going to Kent all year?
2: I've been going to YSU all year since junior year. But I so transferred to So two years of YSU. Kent. Yeah. But I transferred to Kent. I didn't realize their program went all the way through. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way to master's there. Really? hmm
0: But that's great. I used to take <laughs> summer classes at Kent-Salem. My degree was five-year degree, so uh-huh. I tried to fit a, a, a year into like all of my summers. It
2: wasn't too bad. She told me I'd graduate early if I like hustled through the summer work also full-time. And yeah. I was like, summers are kind of my time to just regroup. I said, so I don't really know if I'll be doing that.
1: They're sacred.
2: Yeah, she's like, well, maybe part-time. I was like, I'll think about it. <laughs> <And> I- <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm working full-time. Yeah, I'm waitressing at the Dutch house. While you're at Kent? Welcome to adulthood. Not, in oh this, not during <laughs> school. During the summer, I'm working full-time. Oh. And then I'll probably go part-time. during. I'll be doing classes full-time. Lovely. But we will see. Beth calls me this morning. My phone's ringing. I, like, jump out of bed. I look at who's calling me. I was like, Oh my like, you're coming, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, were you sleeping through yeah, our 9 o'clock yeah. podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I was up until, like, midnight last night with Cory down at the Firestone Park playing tennis.
0: <laughs> Ooh,
2: are you into tennis, or
0: have you been hitting up some pickleball?
2: I'm not good at tennis, but we just like to play for fun. We just okay. like to make each other laugh when we play tennis because we're so bad at it.
0: Chris yeah. just started disc golfing at the park. Yeah, golf.
2: disc golf. The Montgomerys do that. Before. They have that course on their property. Yeah,
1: I feel like I would never... Hit it.
2: No, I would never either. I can't. I can't even throw a frisbee to a person, let alone get it inside one of those. <laughs> it, it doesn't go to the person.
1: Well, well, well. Welcome, Shine podcast listeners. It's Elizabeth.
0: It's Catherine.
1: And we are proud of Miss Elena Renee Coleman. Ooh. One of our two graduates this year at the Upper Room Fellowship.
2: Welcome, Elena. Like I said, funeral music. All the pomp and circumstance. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Funeral music. I did not feel like graduating. I felt like I was walking into a funeral. I told you. Oh, man. Elena was born (laughs) in Salem,
1: Ohio. (laughs) Raised in Columbiana her whole life. She went to all three schools in Columbiana. She went to pre-K at Heartland. She went to Crestview through eighth grade and Mm -hmm. then spent her high school years at Columbiana. Although half the time she was at YSU and Kent in the College Credit Plus program. She was happy to graduate and is planning (laughs) on going to Kent, Salem and studying nursing to be a labor and delivery nurse. Have you talked to Ellen Frost? Uh Uh-huh. I have. You should shadow her. Do you have good stories with her? Or she has just kind of
0: shared what the job's like
2: i don't really have any good stories with her she just tells me that like she really enjoys the field mm. it's hard work as of any medical field going into but she said it's very rewarding especially after like say one of those women that's in labor for like 48 hours
1: Eleanor was a dancer and hung up her dancing shoes for a paycheck she started working at <laughs> West Western when she was 15 and then yes. transferred over to the Dutch house at 16. I didn't 16. have a
2: choice.
1: <laughs> she was forced into child labor.
2: No. <laughs> Remember, I, I did that thing to my ankle and track and I couldn't dance I unless I put that brace on and I couldn't fit that brace into a point shoe. In the time that I tried without it, I went up on point and I just buckled, hit the floor. And I was like, yeah, I don't think... This is gonna work out. I mean, the doctor told me like yeah, probably no more of that unless you want to wear this. I'm like, I don't want to wear that. Uh uh-uh. And every she- time I danced, it would just swell. Oh, that's so sad. Like
1: her softball. She was a beautiful dancer. Yeah. Got to see all your recitals because our Amazing. girls were there too. She has just graduated. She's an official adult. Welcome to adulthood, and she has to work full-time all summer long.
2: <laughs> it was my choice. It was my choice. Is it Dutch house all summer? Yeah.
1: So if you're hungry and you need a bite, stop by the Dutch house and ask for Eleanor's section. And yeah. make sure you give her a big tip. I am going
2: to
0: say, tip well.
2: It's going straight into my college fund. And I hope you
0: make a lot. I remember Pizza Hut. People stiffed us all the time.
2: We get stiffed at the Dutch house, too. Mm. Some people leave like piles of change.
1: Yes, Um, we had those too. So, Elena, we're glad you're here. Congratulations on graduating. And we're excited about your future (laughs) going into nursing. So, that's exciting. So, Elena, tell us who or what turned your light on?
2: My mother. My mother did. She raised us in a house that was just full of Jesus all the time. If you look back, if you watch any of our home videos, I'm laying on the floor next to like a really old radio singing like worship songs when I was like two. (laughs) And it's just always been like that in our house. There was never a time when like Jesus wasn't talked about in our house by my mom. She always took us to church, and I think I've just always loved the Lord. He's just always been a part of my life, and I give my mom full credit for that. Mm. Absolutely. All the time. Jesus loves you. (laughs) If you're scared, call on Jesus. (laughs) And she still tells me to this day, like, if I have feelings of anxiety or depression, she's like, you call them out, and you tell the devil you do not partner with those feelings. (laughs) I'm like, Period. That's that's so good. Way to go, Denise. It helps. It it actually does. She's like, even if you don't mean it, just saying it out loud, sometimes confessing it to the Lord, it helps. You know, he's just always been there. There hasn't been a time in my life where I'm like, who is he? Yeah. I've always known who he is. Do you feel like there
0: was a point from, you know, when you were little or when you were a child that it became real? Or do you just feel like over time, it's always been...
2: I just think over time, it's just always been there for me. I read my Bible. Like, every my whole Bible's decorated. My whole New Testament's decorated in my Bible. I read it all the time. Was asking questions all the time. <laughs> decorated it. Blind, highlighted. Yeah. You sh- I should have brought it. You guys would be like, whoa. Oh, I Like, love you, don't that. <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah. you don't even know where to look. Because there's so much going on in there. You don't even know where to look. That's good.
0: Do you feel like there have been any other people who have encouraged your walk in the midst of, I mean, your mom doing that too?
2: I would say my Aunt Lisa too, because she she's just very close to the Lord. So anytime I've had a problem and she's heard me talking about it, she's like, Elena, have you talked to Jesus? Such great like, advice. I'm like, no, I haven't yet. Thank you. <laughs> get right to that. <laughs> I'll get right to it. <laughs> it's just my whole family. My Aunt Shell and like anytime I have a feeling that's off, she's like, My Aunt Shell comes in and then she's like, Oh, Elena, you're getting something from the spirit. Like it's just all of my family. Yeah. My whole family. But I went to youth group at Abundant Life for a long time with Shane and Emma Danks. They were a big impact in my life too. They're precious. They are. Mm-hmm. Because they they teach you like how important quiet time is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I learned who Jesus was, was in the quiet time that they provided for us. Like, we'd go to youth group, and sometimes it'd be us just sitting there in the mm-hmm. quiet or worshiping. And she, they would have people come in and pray over us. And I don't know if you know who Sherry Hop is. She would always come in and pray over us and, like, tell us the visions that she was getting of us and, like, what we were doing and what the season that we were in meant. And that was a great time for me. Mm-hmm. So I... Love Shane and Emma, too, because they always have great advice yeah. on stuff. But I've always been just surrounded by the Lord, by everybody that's in my life. I, lo- I love that advice. Have you talked to Jesus?
0: Go talk to Jesus. Because yeah. I feel like in those moments of anxiety or frustration, really the last thing that's you want to do. Last you're like, I don't want to do
2: that. I would like to
0: complain. May
2: but I complain And I tell you? her I'm like, one of my problems here <laughs> is that I want like an actual voice coming at me. Like, sometimes the Lord takes a few days and I don't have that kind of time. (laughs) I'm like, I get it, but are you kidding me right now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, can you just zap down here real quick so you can just tell me what the heck I'm supposed to do? Oh, I know, right?
0: I mean, it's what we should be doing at all of those points, going to Jesus, but I think it's something that's so stretching, continual practice of doing that Uh instead of what's so easy, which is like running around and being like...
2: props to my aunt shell that's like her first option she will not go to anybody she goes straight to jesus first mm-hmm. and i'm like that is hard for me to do that's and hard. you must have got, gotten to a position where you're like yeah i know what i need to do that's good good advice not me.
1: so tell us what lights you up
2: i love helping people i love serving people <laughs> Becoming a waitress. But I love <laughs> literally. I love serving people and I love helping them in their situations. If somebody's having a hard time and they need advice, I'm there. Like I'm like, this is what you should do. It's okay to feel this way about it. like I just love making people feel okay and cared for. I love helping them. I love giving. I just love people. That's what turns my light on. Is this hobby talk too?
0: Or no? Yeah. I think what's so interesting is I feel like so many people in your family are that way, Mm -hmm. that they're good listeners. They Mm -hmm. like to listen, and they're very thoughtful in their responses and their insight with people. So I think that's interesting that that's something you're passionate about, because I think that that can be inside of us, but I think that it can also be a learned thing. Like you were able to see that over time Mm and how your family functioned, and you were shown that- even yourself, growing up with women who listened to you and
2: Mm
0: -hmm. took time for you. So I love that you are continuing not only what's inside of you, but like what you've learned over time. So I think that's really cool. I think what's so interesting too is your mom was talking about you being a plant mom. Yes. And loving plants. Yes. And Lish, in the same capacity, is have you been in her house?
2: I have. And listen, I (laughs) – I 100% take credit for Mike Oak becoming obsessed with plants. Do you? Well, no. He liked plants before, (laughs) but he did not have as many. And then when he saw my collection, he definitely was like, I'm going to go get some of that. And now, like, Lish will call me when she's like, what's wrong with this plant? Sometimes I have no answers. Sometimes I'm like, just try things. Like sometimes for me, I don't even know for my own plants. Like I just have to try drying them out or saturating them in water. I said, and if you kill it, lesson learned, don't do that next time.
1: (laughs) You know? So you're a plant
2: nurse too. Yes. Micah will also call me and be like, what do I do about this plant? See, I love I, that. Just cracks me <clears throat> up because I'm like, again, it's like this family thing well, where like your cousins
0: are over here, like being plant parents while you're being a plant mom. And I'm like, what I is know. that? Everyone's
2: well, and they plant. always say that, like, genetically and like biologically, like you're closer to your aunt and uncles than you are like your parents. And so, my green thumb absolutely comes from Aunt Lisa, no question about it. Is this for real? Yeah. Like, sometimes, biologically, you can be closer to your aunt and uncle.
0: Fascinating. I want to see all your plants. I'll show them to you. I was
2: talking to Denise. She's like, they're
0: everywhere.
2: (laughs) And I just keep coming home with more. Uh She's like, where are you going to put that? (laughs) Like, I bought a huge snake plant that, like, stands this tall. I have one. They cleanse the air. They're wonderful. Oh, what's your favorite plant? Either my... Ivy or my monastera that I just recently got. Monastera? They're tropical. It's currently sitting in a jar, a mason jar of water, because oh. I'm trying to grow roots out of it so yes. I can plant it. Yes. And then my ivy, she's just thriving. And ivies are hard sometimes. Oh
1: my God. When did you get interested in plants?
2: I started off with like little succulents. And I was getting really frustrated because they kept dying. Like I wanted to just like... Did you water them too much? I don't know what I did. But like I feel like once you get them from the greenhouse and you bring them into your home, they just... You're done there. They want nothing to do with your home air. And then I would get like cacti. And I kept those alive. But I don't know how you kill a cactus. Like it could go years without any water and just be kicking.
0: That's how I, I feel about my snake plant.
2: Well, at one point I killed a cactus and I was like... I don't accept this. Like I don't accept that I'm not good with plants. And so I started buying house plants because I wanted to be good at it. Like I wanted to have that house that's just full of plants. I just love how my aunt's house looks. Like, I love looking at her garden and all her plants. So, like, I was like, I don't accept this fate for myself. Like, I need to be good at this.
0: <laughs> I love that so That's much. amazing. That, in you, is like a character trait. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, that. that is
0: unacceptable to me. I do not accept that. And so I will change that. But, like, me, I don't have houseplants other than cacti yeah because i kill everything and i've just accepted the consequences of that (laughs) like i love that you're like no this is not Not how how this will be
2: i just don't and so my mom has this friend leslie who is a plant wizard her whole house was filled with like tropicals and house plants i'm like how do you keep them alive because all these different plants need like different air and humidity like how do you do this she's like it's a lot of work but she would help me a lot. She actually started me off with a lot of her plants that she didn't have room for, like ones that she could sacrifice. <laughs> she was like here. And I'm like, are you sure you want to give this to me? Cause it's looking are real good. Plant to die? And I'm in a spot where mm-hmm. I don't know if I can keep it alive. <laughs> She's like, you can do it. I'll help you. So she is a great person for me to call. I did a lot of my own research and learning how to take care of houseplants and different types of yeah. tropicals. And, that's where we are now. So now that- you're going
1: to be the, hot, the plant whisperer with all your yes. friends and cousins. And-
2: yes. But
0: I love that you went to someone and were like, help me. <laughs> yeah. That's what so is good. This. <laughs> Walk with me with this.
2: I just wanted to be good at it. And here I am. I'm getting calls from my cousins like, what's wrong with this plant? Yeah, props to you. And I, I will love go that. into Micah's house and sometimes his plants will be bone dry. And I'm like, Micah. Unacceptable Micah. Like I gave him like four babies off of one of my plants and he has them in little pots are doing really good now but he didn't water them for like a good minute you tapped that soil and it was rock hard and I was like Micah I cannot be sacrificing my plants to you when you're gonna do this especially when you call them plant babies right you I can't... covered those things in water and I set them by the windowsill he's doing really good now though good job Micah he does really good He he does a lot of research as do I now we just all bond over plants. And yeah. We go to greenhouses together and we spend a lot of money. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we shouldn't be spending. Bonding with
0: your cousins over shared
2: love of a thing. Oh, yeah. I love that. And now that Lish works at a greenhouse. Right? <laughs> so be-
1: besides being a plant mama and a plant whisperer, how are you letting your light shine in the season of your life? This brand new season...
2: I'm just trying to be kind to people because, in a position where I'm graduated now and I have no idea where or when my life's gonna take off, it's actually very stressful. I've been in like a constant state of fight or flight. (laughs) Have you talked to Jesus about that? Listen, (laughs) yes. (laughs) I'm like, what is this and where are you sometimes? And I'm starting to calm down. I went through this stage where I was extremely pessimistic, I literally saw negative in every situation. And sometimes I still have that habit. And sometimes Corey is like, okay, you're going to tell me five great things that happened to you today. And I'm like, that's a lot. Good. (laughs) He came up with that on his own. And every night he will make me tell him either three or five good things that happened to me. And that has helped a lot. But I don't know where that came from, but I was just like, this is bad and this person's terrible and blah, blah, blah. And the way I'm trying to let my light shine now is just... (laughs) not do that. I just want to be kind to people. I want to be somebody that people can go to and know that they're not going to be judged for asking a certain question or needing help with something or anything like that. So I'm just trying to be a person that people know that they can like come to to have comfort if all else fails. (laughs) Did you experience that
1: in school like mean girls?
2: Oh yeah. That's why that's why I booted out of Crestview but my mom didn't want me going to Columbiana for the very same reasons. And, you know, Heartland got too expensive. I think that's why I tried to be such a nice person because when I went to Crestview, I did not have many friends and the friends I did have, it was like a 50, 50 shot. They were gonna like talk to me the next day. They had such mean comments that still stick with me to this day and like affect my body image issues and my body dysmorphia and like things like that. So I think just going through that, I had terrible friendships. <laughs> all of my terrible friendships I've been through, they have all been just thumbs down. Thumbs Aren't you glad though that you have a support system with
1: your mom and your aunts and yeah. cousins that you know you're loved? And
2: I do. I don't take that for granted, but sometimes I did wish that I just had a friend that I knew was going to be my – that I was positive was going to be my friend the mm. next day. I, When I started working at the Dutch house, I met my very good friend Alyssa and she has been such a blessing. I just love her. And, but, and sometimes we like we don't scratch the surface of our lives. Like I had no idea she was going on vacation last week. She just knew about my mental breakdown and I knew about her mental breakdown. <laughs> so you get to the deeper stuff. We get to the deeper stuff. Yeah. That's the friendship that we have. Mm-hmm. And her boyfriend, Sean, is great. They're our age, me and Corey, and we just love them. We love hanging out with them. Sometimes they're like our couple counselors and it's crazy because they're our age. But they've been dating for like three years and they have been through some of like some hard stuff as a young couple. She's so knowledgeable about stuff. And so we just love talking to them. And I'm so grateful for them because I have no idea what I would do (laughs) without her in some situations. I really don't. So I think that's what enjoyment for just being there for people, like that's where it stems from. It's Mm -hmm. just never having that myself. Mm -hmm. So I want people to have that Mm -hmm. person.
1: Was it different when you got to go to... Can't my you?
2: Yes. I love going there because when you're in college, it's not so constricted that you can immediately recognize which clicks are which. You're not anxious about where you're gonna fit in, where you're gonna sit for lunch, who you're gonna talk to, who you're gonna walk with. Like in college, <laughs> nobody gives a crap who you are, what you're there for. They're there to study what they're studying, and they're there to, they're just like there to make it. And I think for the maturity level I was on in school, that was so good for me because I was like, I'm surrounded by people who get it, <laughs> who understand where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Being so young, going to college, like as a junior in high school, navigating it by myself. I remember mom was like, do you want me to come up there and help you? I said, no, it's fine. I'll just figure it out on my own. <laughs> and I did. I went up there all by myself and I found where my classes were in like all their buildings and... I just needed a change. Like I needed surrounded by different people than what I had been around. So I really enjoyed it when I went, you know. What's your (laughs) advice for
1: adults who have young students in high school that are having a hard time? Like how can we be supportive?
2: Um, I would say just listen and be there. And it doesn't help to say, oh, it'll get better. Don't ever say that. (laughs) That's not what they want to hear. Luckily, my mom had been somebody who had gone through that in high school. She lived the life that I didn't live in high school. She was popular. She was surrounded by a group of friends, but she was also in the worst mental state of all time because all of those friends were fake. And she didn't want to be that person, but she was confined into this bubble of people throughout school. And she understood me 100% and she gave advice and she always told me. She said, it's hard, but kill them with kindness and that's what I do lately. All through school, if girls were mean to me, I would just smile and wave, ask how they were. It is the hardest thing to do, to not want to, like, call them, like, a really mean word, (laughs) which sometimes I did. Sometimes I just could not take it, and I would just look at them right in the face, you know? But I think just be there for them. Listen to them. Don't tell them, hey, it's going to get better. I mean, like, it does, but at that time, that's not what they want to hear. They want you to sympathize with them and be like, yes, it sucks right now. I think somebody going through that, they just want to know that they have somebody. So having their parents is really helpful because not I've noticed that not a lot of kids talk to their parents the way that I talk with my mom. Not a lot of kids can say that, like, their parents are their best friend. Well, she was my best friend all through school. So just be their best friend mm. and talk with them, help them, do whatever they need to do. She stuck me in counseling. I was like, I think I should go to therapy. Mm -hmm. She was like, all right. (laughs) Stuck me in it. If they don't have any friends, they definitely just need you to be their friend.
0: Well, tell me, back to your faith life, do you have any supernatural stories or anything that you've experienced where you felt like God really powerfully showed up or?
2: Oh, yes, for sure. It was when I was going to Abundant Life and Sherry Hupp, the woman that I mentioned earlier. She came over to me. It was after church service, and I was just, like, standing there, just, like, waiting to talk to somebody, and she came up to me, and she put one hand on the back of my head and another hand on my lower abdomen, and she started praying, and I dropped to the floor. Like, my whole body just, like, went weak, and I just hit the floor, and she was praying over me, and she set her hand on my chest, and I just, like, started crying. I could not control anything that was happening to me, I was shaking like I was having a seizure. Like, I guarantee a lot of people were very concerned. (laughs) But they know how Sherry Hutt prays and they know what she does. And she was just healing all of this negativity inside of me. She was pulling out abandonment issues and body image issues. She just got something from the Lord, picked me out, and just onto the floor. Yeah. And from that point, do you
0: feel like you got back up and you were different? Something had changed? Like, could you recognize something had
2: shifted. I still have problems. Don't get me wrong. Everybody does. But I am at an attitude with my dad that it's like, I understand that we're never going to be close. That used to be something that just dug at me. That I was like, why is he not here? Why doesn't he want to be involved? Why doesn't he call me? I remember fighting for him to just even like talk to me. But that's just how he is. That's how he was raised. He didn't have a good childhood. But for me, it's like I'm telling myself I can't use that as an excuse anymore. Rita had a parent book or something. So Sherry knew my position with my dad because she knew my dad very well when he was very involved in the church. He was with her a lot. She knew that that was such a deep-rooted problem. She yanked it right out. And I think ever since then, I've had the attitude of, I'm here if he ever wants a relationship, but I'm done wasting my energy trying to form one on my own. Like it's a two-way street. And I tell Robert all the time, I'm like, never put in 110% to get 1% back. But I think it's that father-son approval thing that he's looking for. And I have that in my mom as a daughter-mother relationship. So I think that's why I don't need that as much. (laughs) But for a long time, I did. I know he loves me, he shows it in his own ways. Mm -hmm. He has (laughs) no problem paying for something that I need or giving me money for something. And that's his way of saying like, Love ya. Yeah, you know. because
0: men, I think, feel that innate need to provide.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And for them, providing is loving.
2: Yeah. So like, I've settled with where we're at, and I have them on this level.
0: Okay, but this is what's so fascinating to me, is that you've been able to see both sides of realness and fakeness. And I just love your example of the supernatural stuff, even with... Sherry Hub, Even with Sherry She was someone in your life who saw you, knew the need that you had, was present, and went to bless you and meet that need and cover you. Like, isn't that the church? Yeah, I mean, like, isn't that our role? And I just love how you've been brought up, you know, when you were at Abundant Life, you brought up in the youth group with the people there. In the example that they said, a true compassion, true caring, mm-hmm. stepping in to cover you. The world can't do it like that.
2: Mm-mm. I've experienced way too many things in my family and personally to tell people that Jesus isn't real. Like I would never be able to tell myself he's not real. I might feel like very alone sometimes, but like I've witnessed him too many times. I know you're here. You're just taking your good old time. <laughs> What's
1: your top three pieces of advice for girls that are going through a hard time with friends or in school?
2: I'm trying to think back to what I did. I sort of took on an attitude of I don't give a crap. <laughs> Whatever they're saying about you is not true by any means. And if anything, they're very unhappy in their own life and they see something in you that they want and that they don't have. And they're going to pick at you until they ruin it. Because they don't have it, they're extremely jealous. If anything, that's what I've learned. Very jealous people, very angry and unhappy people. I would just say, as hard as it is, <laughs> kill them with a smile, say hi, be nice to them, because that will throw them off completely. I remember this one girl was making comments about like my outfit or something. And it was even weirder because it was girls that I had known since I was little. We used to be close when we were kids, so I was like, this is just strange that you treat me like this now. A lot of people would make fun of make fun of my ears still to this day because they're so little and they stick out. But a girl made a comment about them, and I was like, oh, I think you're really pretty. And she, like, stared at me for a minute. She had a look on her face of, like, what did you just say? So, like, things like that can catch them so off guard. And if... You show them that you don't give a crap what they're saying about you. They're very intimidated by that. Because all they want, really, is to bother you. No, they want it to bother you. The more you give them a reaction, the more they're going to do it. They love the reaction they get out of you. So if you give them a reaction that they're not expecting... But, like, it can take a long time to find your people. But don't let girls or guys who are just jealous of where you're at in life bring you back down to square one. Find your people and who you like to be around and stick with them.
1: Well, Elena, we're so proud of you for graduating, and we're excited to see your journey and your dreams come true as a labor and delivery nurse.
2: I'm so excited. You're going to be so good. I just can't wait. You're a great nurse. My mom told me she had like a a dream of confirmation about my career. She She had a dream that I had just delivered a baby, and I was holding my hands Like this, like after I delivered, and I was talking to the mom, and I was saying, like, I was telling her very sternly what she needed to take care of herself and her child, and how they were gonna make it, and things like that. She's like, I had the best dream of you last time.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm.
2: And I think I'm very fortunate at this age to know exactly what I wanna do and have a path set for that. I always Mm -hmm. knew it was the medical field, but, and I knew I wanted to work with kids, but it was like I woke up one day and I was like, labor and delivery, that's what it is. Mm. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. And my good friend Alyssa, She's going for the same thing. So grateful for her. Mm -hmm. And we knew each other when we were, like, really little, running around the Whispering Pines nursing home eating cheese sticks. She's like, do you remember me? I was like, you look very familiar. She goes, we were really good friends as kids. We used to eat cheese sticks in the Whispering Pines. (laughs) (laughs) We would sit right outside old people's rooms and just eat cheese sticks together. (laughs) And she is also very close with the Lord, so she always tells me, she's like, I feel like the Lord gave us a little bit of a preview of us, of our friendship when we were little, because we didn't talk for years, To like a year ago when she started at the Dutch house. Now we're like freakishly very similar. That's really nice. Isn't that sweet? We've gone through the same things.
1: Jesus to give you a friend. Uh-huh. Or somebody who gets
2: who- it. That's how I also know. I'm like, I know you're doing things up there. <laughs> It's taking you how long? <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna just sprinkle a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and I'm gonna sprinkle some. <laughs> well, thanks for being on our show. We appreciate
1: it. Thanks awesome. for having me. Make sure you tune in next week for another special guest. Bye! Bye.